So um, I wanted to take a, a little bit here to talk about backing backing up. I like backup. Yep. Um, it, it's something that I I totally and strongly believe in, and I and I strongly and totally believe in it from uh, having uh, having had catastrophes happen mm. <laughs> several <laughs> times <laughs> where I didn't, and I learned my lesson the hard way and uh, as someone who works in technology consulting uh, I see such catastrophes way more often than I really want to than I really should um, so much so that I I actually you know decided to offer a backup solution to my clients that's that's so cheap um, uh, that I, I really, I, I, I break even on it. I don't make any money, but <laughs> you know, on, uh, on the front end, but on the back end, you know, at least, you know, if someone calls me and says, you know, oh, oh my gosh, you know, my hard drive just crashed and I've lost, you know, everything, you know, uh, if they, you know, were one of my clients and they were signed up for, for my backup service, uh, at least I could do something for them, you know. And say it no. saves you work, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it, it does. Well, it, I wouldn't say it saves me work. It gives me work because now it's like, okay, well, I, I can, you know, I've, I've got a backup of your stuff and I can get you back up and running. Um, and, you know, I can I charge an hourly rate for, you know, my services. And so that actually generates work. But before, I couldn't charge that hourly rate because it was like, okay, you don't have a backup. There's nothing I can do for you. Sorry. You know, <laughs> um, I mean, so I wasn't making any, I mean, so it's a win-win situation for everybody involved, but, but gosh, it's, it's heartbreaking when, when someone contacts me and, you know, and they, they have no backup and there's nothing that can be done. And, yeah. you know, you can send your, your drive off to a, to a drive to a data recovery place, but I mean, it's extremely expensive. And it's not guaranteed. No. No. Oh, did I, ever, did I ever tell you this? That's how Bethany and I met. My wife. My wife and really? I. Really? Yeah. No, don't. Give yeah, us a story. So, yeah, all right. Okay. So, uh, short version. She, uh, her hard drive died. She sent it off to uh, a data recovery place, uh, Drive Savers specifically. Um, I'm not, that's not an endorsement, you know, per se. That's, you know, they're good. They're as good as any of the other ones. Uh, Kroll <laughs> on track being another one. Um, and I've worked with Kroll on track more than I've worked with, uh, drive savers because Kroll on track is actually, they have a local, uh, a local corporate office here. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> she sends her data off to drive savers and drive savers returns it on a bunch of DVDs. Uh, pretty much as it was extracted from the hard drive, scattered across these DVDs, and so now she's got, uh, you know, she's got a Mac uh, that she sent off to Apple for repair, and it comes back with a hard drive that's just got uh, default install of Mac OS X, and she was like, well, how, how do I get this data that I've got on all these DVDs back on my drive? And so she called a, a mutual friend of ours who is a Mac developer, but he and he's a developer and doesn't necessarily, you know, know all the ins and outs. And so he he said, you know, either I'll do it or I'll find someone to do it. And then he called me and said, you know, hey, I've got this friend. Here's the situation. 
and uh, she needs she needs help and she's already spent several thousand dollars getting this data if you just did this as a favor for me and did it for a pre- pro bono you know I'll, I'll make it right for you on the back end i'm like hey cool no problem so <laughs> that's that's what i did and, I, and she's uh, young free and single <laughs> <laughs> uh yes well you know we're the same age but yes <laughs> free and single yes um and so so yeah and uh, we became friends and eventually more but but yeah, I mean, several thousand dollars um, is you know it costs her something like twenty five hundred dollars, and that's you know that's typical. So uh, back up. Uh, that's all I can say. If if you value your time, if you value your money, if you value any of your data, have some sort of backup plan. Um, what I generally recommend is what I like to call three to one backup, and that's kind of the accepted industry standard when it comes to backup which is three copies of everything two of which are on site one of which is off because you you can pretty much guarantee that um in the event of a real total catastrophe at least at least one of those things will fail but not all three so, um, but in theory, in theory, shouldn't, shouldn't be possible, should it? Really, well, it, it shouldn't be possible in theory. Now, granted, there are things like nuclear strikes, in which case you really shouldn't worry too much about any of your data. <laughs> <laughs> there are other bigger things to worry about. But let's just say that uh, I think it's uh, it's safe to say that you know fire, um, tornado, hurricane. If you have an offsite that is far enough away, uh, these things shouldn't matter. Uh, and so, so here's what I do, uh, and what I've done for quite some time. Uh, and I'm going to discuss several solutions here, and I'll go mm-hmm. over them really quickly. Um, but I'm going to start with what I do. I use a few programs. First is a program called Crash Plan. And Crash Plan is is uh, made by actually a company that's local here to the Twin Cities, uh, but you know they work on the national level, um, and uh, they have two products, Crash Plan and Crash Plan Pro. Crash Plan Pro being an enterprise level, uh, self maintained and self hosted backup, and Crash Plan uh, being a really interesting and neat backup solution uh, for for personal folks as well as they've got cloud a cloud-based subscription-based storage option so you know you can you know back up a certain amount of data for a certain amount of dollars uh every month to their cloud-based storage as well um Mm -hmm. and so uh and what's nice about the crash plan product and some of the kind of interesting things are that not only uh can crash plan back up to an external drive incrementally very similar to how time machine does it um, not only can it back up to the cloud, but you can also you can also back up to other computers. So you know these new iMacs that are coming with one terabyte drives that you know uh, have all this extra space on them. I could you know you could choose to say, okay, I want to. I've got this this other computer in my house. I've got my MacBook Air, and I'm going to back up 
to to this other computer that has all this extra additional space on it. And one of the nice things about CrashPlan is is that it compresses and encrypts before backing up so before it leaves your leaves your drive so even as it's backing up over the internet to their cloud-based storage it's doing so compressed and encrypted so the actual amount of space it takes up while backed up um is less than the amount of space that it takes up on your drive because it's compressing it first and you know especially if it's something like a text file or you know things that are not already compressed it can compress that stuff pretty small um, oh, the other another kind of really neat feature that CrashPlan has is it uh, has um, a feature. Uh, I think it's called data uh, data deduping. So let's say that um, let's say that I'm backing up three machines to to CrashPlan, and I've got um, the same the same file on all three machines. It will recognize that first one and then see the other two versions and say oh i already have that file i'm only going to keep one copy of it does it in, do you know Pat, if it inspects the file or does it look by file name do you know uh i believe it does this by several attributes uh, file name modification date that sort of yeah. thing because it is incremental backup too uh, just like time machine you can mm -hmm. go back to previous versions of of files and restore mm -hmm. those um and so uh, therefore, it has to look at several factors to determine, you know, is this in fact exactly the same file or is this is this a new, you know, an updated version of this same file, in which case I do need to back up this copy. But I digress enough about CrashPlan. It's great. I use it. I actually use the pro version. That's what I use as the backup solution that I offer to my clients. Um, I have it running on a little... Uh, several generations back now mac mini uh hooked up to a drobo uh and that mac mini spends all day backing up uh well over 30 uh clients from literally all over the world as soon as it has an internet connection on the client it starts backing up to my servers um <laughs> So, so that's great. Uh, but there's another kind of um, thing that uh, I featured on Minimal Mac, but uh, I, I linked to it. It was uh, on, on t uh, the unofficial Apple web, web blog, TUAW, um, and it just looked fantastic. And I, really interesting, it's, it's Dolly Drive. And uh, Dolly Drive, I, I think this kind of premiered at, at Macworld, if not... You know, then because uh, I had never heard of it before, but basically everything I just described with Crash Plan, it does that using Time Machine. <laughs> so, and uh, you know, obviously that's something you know is what we believe in, right? It's using yep. the native, you know, the native. Uh, what is the native backup system in Mac OS 10.5 and 10.6, and I would assume moving forward for Apple, um, to provide, uh, to build on top of that and provide a couple of extra features that Time Machine natively does not. Uh, and the two extra features it provides are, number one, um, you can do a Time Machine backup to their cloud-based subscription storage. And the prices are very reasonable. Um, I th think it's something like uh, 
ten dollars uh, a month for two hundred and fifty gigabytes of uh, of backup storage, which I, I you know should cover most people, since mainly what's being backed up is just you know stuff in your user directory. It's not backing up the OS, um, and uh, and that's ten dollars a month. But you know they've got a starting point of uh, five gigs a month for uh, five dollars a month. Plus, for every month you use, they give you five gigabytes more every month so you could start with that five gigabytes and the next month you'll get 10 and then the month after that you'll get 15 and the month after that you'll get 20 and so eventually so that and that's without extra cost and that's without extra cost so it grows with you then it grows with you which i i mean is is yeah i think it's a really interesting model um and finally and this is what i love you know, obviously the time the problem with time with uh, cloud-based uh, backups like you know like Mosey and Carbonite and and these things is you know restoring 200 250 gigabytes worth of data over the internet is going to take weeks, right? You're you're not going to do this really. This is catastrophic backup. You don't want this stuff to be your primary backup. You don't want cloud-based backup to be your primary backup. Uh, if your if your goal is to recover everything and get a working system back, uh, because it just simply will take way too much time. Now, you know, granted, if you know your 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 house is destroyed in a tornado and all of your computers and all of your uh, uh, your internal backups with it you'll be very very happy to spend the couple of weeks waiting for that data download over your you know new internet connection at your new house um mm -hmm. but you, you certainly don't want to don't want to rely on that so that's why i like about uh, so dolly drive also does adds another feature to time machines backup the time machine natively does not have and a lot of people don't realize this and that is it can create a fully bootable backup to a connected external drive now the reason why that's important is this and that is you know let's say your hard drive does die well you know it's going to take some time to you know order up a new hard drive or get your machine repaired or or whatnot you're going to need a fully bootable external backup if you want to get back up and running asap um now uh, I used to be just an absolute nutcase about this, where I had a super duper clone of my internal drive to an identical external drive. So with my black MacBook, I have I had uh, you know installed a 320 gig 7200 RPM drive in that. Mm -hmm. Well, I ordered two when I ordered that. I ordered one to put into my machine, but I ordered the other one to put into an external case, which I then cloned to once a night. So that if my hard drive were to die, I wouldn't even have to worry about booting up off of that external. I could remove the hard drive from the system and replace it with the one that was in the external drive and be back up and running in 15 minutes. That's like serious <laughs> yeah that, that is serious the world could end kind of thinking 
Well, but you know, why do I do this? I did this because you know there was a there was a time in my life where I had a PowerBook 12 inch, and I, it had been two months since I had you know since I had had a decent backup, and I walked away from it one day. You know, went went out for coffee, came back home. When I came back home, it was dead. It was dead as a doornail. Hard drive just seized up. <laughs> no reason, and. There was two months of work that I could not get back, never to be seen again. Right? You know, and that wasn't the first time such a thing happened. You know, <laughs> but it, those sorts of things happen to you enough, and then you just become crazed about it. And I've, yeah. I've become crazed about it. You know, and especially because, I mean, so Time Machine, you know, by itself is really decent. I mean, it's built right in. Get an external drive and then plug it in and set it up to do time machine and let it let it do its thing. I mean, time machine has its issues and its hiccups from time to time. Um, you know, all one has to do is do a Google search to find that out. But most of the time in my experience, it just plain works and it works pretty well. And uh, in the few times that I've had time machine to restore from, while it doesn't create a fully bootable backup, it basically backs up all of the things that are not um, included in in the system. It works basically a lot like a forward-looking migration assistant. So, so that when you do, you know, get a new Mac or whatever, you know, if you want to restore from Time Machine backup, it will it will restore that Mac back to, um, you know, to the way it looked uh, right before, you know, well, you know, sometime within 15 minutes uh, before it died. Uh, which is, you know, it, it's great. It's, you know, it's the way to go, but it, it doesn't work unless you set it up and use it. So, I mean, you know, but you can't let that be your only solution because, you know, there might be issues. You never know. Um, yeah. You know, and so maybe, you know, I highly recommend Super Duper for cloning. That's what I use. I, that's why I use on my air. Um, I've got... It set up to a, you know, even though it's a solid state, so I don't have to, I have a lot less, you know, with SSDs, you have less concern, I think. I don't know how that works, to be honest with you. But I, I think you have less concern about failure. But it's possible. It's theoretically possible, and you're going to want to have a backup of that data. So... Yeah, so I use Super Duper, and I've got Crash Plan running on it. So, anytime I'm connected to the internet, no matter where I am, I open up my Air, and within within a few minutes, it's backing up um, to my to my Drobo downstairs. And then I've got I keep most of my documents and stuff in Dropbox, and so I kind of consider that my far offsite backup because you know, in a, in the event of a catastrophe. You know, anything that I really care about is in Dropbox. You know. So any important stuff goes. Yeah. Um, pretty much all of my documents, all of my text, you know, several of my application support folders actually live in Dropbox. You know, a lot of, a lot of those support that natively. Things like 1Password. Uh, actually supports native Dropbox, you know, your your data file for one password living in Dropbox and syncing between multiple machines and syncing with your iPad and your iPhone. Yeah, 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 yeah. All good stuff. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't know. What do you think, Mike? What's you know? I, I know that you're kind of you've you've been looking for kind of the right solution. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of just looking for what is easiest for me. And and that brings us back to, you know, what we're always harping on about, you know, about, about things being minimal and built in and not going over what you need. I tried carbonite for a while, um, but I, the, the, I, you know, my, my issue with offsite is just how long it takes. So something like, um, you know, looking at Time Machine um, was, for me, probably a good idea. And, and Dolly Drive seems like a good way to do it. If I'm going to be using Time Machine... Then why not go for something that's that will go hand in hand with it? Kind of makes sense for me, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, um, like I said, I, I haven't really had a chance to try Dolly Drive, but you know, if if you decide to go that route, I'm sure we can do a follow up episode where yeah, you know, you can say, oh yeah, this really works well, and I really like the way it works. But honestly, decent backup decent backup you should really never see it working right it should just happen mm -hmm. in the background uh, and that you know, that's kind of what i love about my solution is that it just kind of happens and i don't think about it um uh, you know not to keep hammering away on crash plan but one of the things that's so nice about it is that it is like it's so silent and it uses so little resources to do what it does I and mean, it's like a little bit of magic and i oftentimes i'll i'll launch the crash plan app just to make sure it's still working because <laughs> i don't you don't hear it you don't feel it, it you know especially if you've got a decently fast uh, system it's you you'll never know and you can completely control like you know how much of the CPU it uses while you're you're doing yeah, other things important. and things like that. Yeah, I mean you can completely control those those aspects and those preferences, but you sh you don't even really have to mess around with those because out of the box it it just works. As soon as it becomes um, a problem for you, you don't want to keep turning it off. It kind of defeats the point of having it, doesn't it? Really, yeah. if if it's yeah. affecting your experience while on your Mac. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, you never want to be in a situation where you have a backup program that you're feeling like you want to turn it off or you have to turn it off because, yeah, it's getting in the way of things. Uh, it, a backup should never work that way. Uh, if it is, it's just plain wrong. So I, I think we've covered it pretty well. Um, obviously, if, if folks have questions about this stuff, they should reach out to us, uh, Patrick Rohn on, on Twitter, and uh, I, Mike, I-M-Y-K-E uh, for, for Michael here, and on Twitter as well, and uh, eventually, you know, we should, I should probably set up like a, uh, you know, a, a mailbox specifically for uh, the podcast, but I, yeah. think, I think that'll come down the road for now. Uh, Twitter is at least the best place to start with a question. We can redirect you to email if it takes longer to answer. Good so. stuff. Thanks a lot, Mike. And uh, thank you. We'll Some talk really later. Good stuff there. Cheers, mate. All right. Cheers. <laughs>